0: All right, welcome to another edition, our latest edition of our Talking with Friends podcast. As always, I am your host, Sports Information Director mm-hmm. Levi Converse, and with me again this year is Kayla Allen, R G A Admin SID. Kayla, good to have you again. Thank you. Glad to be back. All right, yeah, it'll be fun. We have a guest today that you're familiar with, I'm familiar with, hopefully everybody around here is familiar with. Um, our track and field head coach, Henry Brun was Kind have to stop by and talk with us a little bit today. Henry, thanks for stopping by and talking to us.
1: I appreciate you guys taking the time and let me uh, join you.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. So you had a big weekend, kind of the culmination of a lot of stuff that's been going on. A lot of the hard work paid off this weekend. A lot of the, the meets that you've had come, kind of come to a head. Um, indoor meet, basically, if you've not seen our recap, all the posts we did, or the coverage we gave, the, the men finished tied for 14th in the nation. The women's indoor Falcons tied for 21st, so a pair of top 25 finishes for our indoor track and field Falcons. Pretty spectacular. 18 combined all Americans within the group. So a great effort overall. Henry, what would you say is the vibe from both teams coming in from the national meet?
1: Um, a couple different things. So going into it, bringing uh, the largest group we've brought, probably maybe the program's history, um, with five relays going, Um a deep group of men's race walkers, you've got jumpers, we had hurdlers, we had throwers. Um, This was the year where we actually were able to put a team out there at the national meet. Um, And knowing that there was a lot of excitement um, from day one that we were going to be competing pretty much the entire time. So the entire three days we're competing every couple hours, there's something going on on the track or in the field, and that was exciting. Um, Coming back from that national meet, I think we're hanging our head pretty high. Um, there was some adversity we had, that we needed to overcome, but um, we definitely came out of that uh, experience with a younger group. I think we had maybe six seniors or so who were in the group, so a relatively young group as a whole, with a lot of momentum going into the outdoor season and knowing that uh, the future looks pretty bright for the program.
0: Um, so looking back on the Nationals trip, is there anything that you would change or do differently next year?
1: Um, so... We went a day earlier than we typically would uh, just because with the larger group that we had and the implications of being top 25 finishes, we had some aspirations to be a little bit higher. Um, But even with all of that on the table, we wanted to make sure we were there and we were focused. So I really liked that we did go that extra day and that we were in an environment that really allowed us to focus on what we needed to do. Um, I would say, realistically, it's just continuing to stay positive from event to event. Um, One of the things I noticed on day one, we had some things that didn't go our way, and sometimes the energy just shifts. You know, it's just like in any sport. You have one bad shot in basketball, and the next thing you know, the other team's going on a run. And we wanted to make sure that we prevented those types of things from happening within our team. Um, And we had a good conversation after night one talking about, yeah, some things didn't go our way and some things did, and that every new day that we step on the track for the three days that we're there is an opportunity to be successful. And I think our men's team in particular was able to bounce back in a big way Uh, with some good performances on day two, and then the women were able to feed off of that as well. So I would say just going into another national meet, outdoors, or even the conference meet, things in the future that are championship caliber uh, competitions, it's really just focusing on that energy, making sure that we're giving each other positive energy and that there's positive reinforcement, and we've been really big on positive rejoicing, just being happy that we are there in the moment competing um and I think things will kind of take care of itself but with a younger group I really couldn't be much happier than how we kind of played out the last three days that we were there
0: yeah absolutely yeah so at the NAI meet you had three meet records again 18 combined all-american um two top 25 finishes from start to finish for this indoor season it it kind of was a process that seemed to be coming together and was there any surprises that you've seen like that you know this person was a little better than what you thought going into it and you know, kind of overachieved, kind of compared to expectation the preseason?
1: Yeah, so I would say not maybe in a big surprise. If someone was watching throughout the fall, it wouldn't be as big of a surprise. Um, but Caroline Giles was probably the biggest surprise of the season. Um, she had a really good cross-country season, qualified as an individual for the national meet in cross-country, so we kind of knew that beyond our radar, she'd be pretty good, but I had no idea that she would be this good. Um, she improved her mile time by almost 20 seconds um in one season. She qualified for nationals in the thousand, the mile and the three K. Um, was a part of a DMR that qualified for nationals A standard and the four x eight as well. She was somebody the last couple of years who's kind of been that role player supporting cast to an Aubrey and Eileen that are looking out there and as you knew last year they won the national title. This year she kind of came into her own and um really helped that distance group. She carried the load of some of the point performances that we really needed. And then even going into the national meet, she was very, very, very consistent. She always has been and always will continue to be. But her performance level, um, that jump that she made with those performances being consistent allowed us to make the finals in that 4x8 at nationals in the DMR. And Mm -hmm. she even ran the open mile. She didn't make the final there, but still had a good open race there. But she was consistent on that end. So it was really exciting to see her improvements. Um, A freshman that really improved as well, uh, Courtney Warren, who's in the women's 4x8, um, she was a 230, 800 girl out of high school, and she ran 224 a couple times this past weekend, and we're only halfway through her freshman year. So she's really grown into a role of being that supporting role. That's her role now. Um, and as a freshman, it's really exciting to see her grow and see what can happen for her for the next couple of years. Um, on the men's side, I would say that, you know, we had a couple seniors there that were um, really leading the charge. You talk about Braden Wells, three-time All-American, you He brought a lot of energy to the table. Um, And you talk about Isaac Campbell going back to the national meet and having a good performance with some, you know, near personal best in the shot put. But I would say one of the bigger surprises of the season is Keontae Stewart. Um, He was someone, you know, quite frankly, who loved the energy, but then sometimes the energy didn't love him when we got (laughs) to the competition. And, you know, if we're slow clapping down the runway and he fouls a jump or doesn't commit to a jump at a conference meet or something like that, (laughs) the opportunity has always been there for him. But sometimes he may have not been prepared for what that opportunity was. This year he's taken himself a lot more seriously. The training, the dedication, consistency in practice. Um, You know, he went out there and won the long jump and triple jump, broke that meet record. And, you know, coming into the season, he's probably right around 14 meters or so in the triple jump. And so for him to go 14.45 at the national meet, his biggest jump ever in his life, Mm -hmm. at the biggest stage on his first jump, he was prepared. You know, and he came into the national meet ranked 16th um, in the I think it was 16th on the performance list of entries. But it might be lower nationally as a whole. And in his mind, nothing was going to stop him from being a top eight finisher. So for, to see him snag an eighth place finish was really, really exciting. And just seeing that composure and, and seeing the hard work pay off for him. Um, but those were a couple of people, I think, that really surprised the team as a whole who were ready to step up and, and fill a role when it was needed.
0: Well, looking into
1: the future for outdoor season, what kind of accomplishments are you hoping for the team um, individually? Things that you're looking forward to, I'm going to focus on. Yeah, so the at the conference level, one of the interesting things when we had the conference meet a couple weeks back before this national meet, the women's team pretty well-rounded and deep enough to be able to fill some spots to, to win the, the team title. Mm-hmm. Um, on the men's side, we're a little shallower in some areas. We have some top performers um, the biggest battle we're going to have at a conference level is the depth that St. Mary has in some distance events. And even, you know, you talk about a Southwestern is getting pretty good at some sprinting events. Um, and so those are some things that we've got to work on on the men's side if we want to contend for a team title. Mm-hmm. I think we do have the physical ability. We have the talent on our team. Um, we've just got to figure out how do we want to continue to execute week in and week out. And, and track and field is consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go to a meet that's right here down the road um, and you You don't perform, but then you want to perform and hit a national standard at the conference meet. It's going to be pretty hard if you're not consistent throughout the course of the season. And and we've been working on that with the men the last couple seasons and really seeing that improvement. Um, And so from a conference standpoint, I want the women to go out there and have a good showing and and see if we can get that outdoor title that we didn't get last year due to some injuries and some other things. On the men's side, I think that we can go out there and there's still some growth that we can have and we can contend for a conference title. You know, From a national standpoint, I think the men... Um, really learned something this past weekend at the indoor meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went in and the rankings came out two days before the meet. We were ranked fourth in the country, mm-hmm. and realistically, we had the talent to show up and score enough points to come home with a team trophy. We just simply didn't execute the way we needed to.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: not to say that they didn't work hard and that we had some amazing performances, but we left a lot on the table and they knew it. Yeah, and so they have this sour taste in their mouth, knowing it's great that we're top fifteen. You know, I think it's the second best team finish in team history. I think in 2018, we finished ninth. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are hungry. They want to go out there, and they want to redeem themselves. And so I think they're going to take each opportunity to compete outside very seriously. And how do we build off of that so that when we get to nationals, it's the best meet of the season, and we're not calling this a bad day that we salvage an eighth-place finish. Mm -hmm. You know, can we make a fifth-ranked person a third-place finish at nationals? That's what we've got to learn and grow. And there's still some maturity we need on the men's side. You know, as far as the women's side – We've got some people, I think, you know, women's 4 by one is on the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't taken one since they were All-Americans, probably back in 2018 as well, 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can get there. Women's 4 by 4 I think, can go back. And our women's 4 by 8 you know, they they wanted to win the national title this past indoor season. And, you know, going into the finals ranked first and then finishing sixth or seventh in that mix, they've kind of got a sour taste in their mouth too. Like, how do we go back and redeem ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so we've got some things on the on – the, the radar what we want to do one of the big things though that i talked to my coaching staff with and my athletes before nationals and we're going to continue to talk on talk on is the shift from extrinsic motivation to intrinsic motivation extrinsically me wanting to see you be successful and me telling you what the points you're able to score at conference and nationals and how you can finish versus intrinsic where you take that personal ownership of saying coach has kind of provided us with some scenarios but we want to take this and run with this, and we think we are capable of doing this, and then they go ahead and take the lead on that. Um, And we're we're transitioning into that. As the team continues to get better at a national stage, we run into these growth issues. Mm -hmm. And so we're working on those type of motivations. We are all motivated. We just have to figure out how we channel it. There's a lot of things we're kind of looking at right now, and you take it one week at a time. If we can go and execute a, a national qualifying relay one week or a qualifier in the race walk one week or just improve for points at conference each week, everything will kind of take care of itself from a conference and a national standpoint.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you bridge the indoor season with the outdoor season, I think a lot of people that's not involved in it doesn't realize the grind that is involved with track and field student-athletes. Because when you, look at, you look at the landscape, football is roughly three months, basketball is roughly three months, give or take postseason, same with baseball and softball. With track and feeling, especially with your athletes that run cross-country, it can be anywhere from a six- to nine-month season without much of an off-season in between. So what's the key that you recognize? Because what you're doing is working. But what's the key to keeping everybody fresh and really performing at their best throughout the year and in the postseason?
1: So when it comes to competition, I would say moderation. I mean, if you look at our track schedule, we probably have nine or ten meets on the schedule. And not everyone's going to compete at every meet just because – You've got to, if if you can train the way you need to train and show up to a meet and execute the way that you need to, you have not only given yourself a good qualifying mark for the conference championship so you can be in a good seat or good flight and have a good opportunity to score, but you might hit that national standard and then it gives you more time to train at home. You know, training is so much more important than getting on the track and competing every single weekend, which is the biggest difference from high school and college track and field, where in high school you're pretty much going to meets to get into shape. And in college, we're already in shape, and we just need to execute when we show up to competitions. Mm -hmm. So there's that one piece of it. Um, Another big piece of it is just continuing to stay healthy from a uh, strength and conditioning standpoint. Um, I would say that, you know, with the advancements we've made here within the department, weight room, resources, that has been a tremendous asset for us to be able to stay healthy and do some dynamic things that keep us from preventing injury. I talk about the weight room more or less being that than it is strengthening and getting big. It's more of just injury prevention. Can we stay sustainable? And then that third piece is like, is is Robin Johnson and (laughs) what they're doing in the athletic training room. I would say I haven't seen this many of our athletes going in there daily just for preventative care. You know, the good things of rolling out, stretching, whirlpools after... Um, getting minor you know, treatments here and there for minor aches and pains that they might feel throughout the season so that those don't build up into big aches and pains and have them sitting out. So I would say those are the big three. You know, if we can make sure that athletic training, they're going in, they're getting the preventative care, strength and conditioning, they stay consistent, and we, we continue to get the quality dynamic training we're getting there, and then just moderation of competition. We don't have to compete every six days for the next three months in order to be great at the national meet. You know, we can, we can compete half as many times, train, rest when your body tells you to rest, and I think we can hang on, especially for some of the distance runners. You know, by the time we get to, you talk about Emot, he he's had an amazing year. You know, top five at the national meet, top five in the mile, top five in the 3K. You know, this guy has done above and beyond what we've expected, but now going into the outdoor season, he wants to focus on the 5K and the 10K. If we're going to run those at a national meet, talking about nine miles worth of work one day and then nine more miles two days later Mm -hmm. that's 18 miles over 72 hours how do we prepare him if you look at the indoor season he raced maybe three times before conference Mm -hmm. because he knew that rest and training and just preventative care was much more important because mentally he'll step on the track and he'll compete but as long as he is healthy he can do the things that he wants to do and that goes across the board so those are the big things that we're looking at to just make sure we we don't want to call it survival through the outdoor. We want to thrive. You know, we want to continue to thrive. We don't want the apex of the season to be March because that's where the burnout rate for a lot of distance runners, sprinters, jumpers for track really happen is about March for college because coaches just keep pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. We reevaluate, we reset. Right now, a lot of people are just taking rest. You know, this spring break is a big rest period for almost 30 kids who are at the national meet mm-hmm. and they might not compete for a couple of weeks and that's okay. Some of the people who didn't go to nationals going into the conference meet was their national meet, if you will. They've had that rest, and so later on this week, they're going to start picking some things back up. Um, But we're always paying attention and always listening to our bodies, and the coaches are always listening to the athletes and vice versa so that we can make sure that we give them the experience that they want to be healthy and get the best performances that they want.
0: Yeah, and if you're following us, you know how great Braden Wells is. Courtney Shute is also great on the women's side. Aubrey and Eileen, (laughs) we've talked about. Um, is there anyone for the outdoor season that could break out, and, and maybe that we ha- maybe we haven't focused on as much? You know, you mentioned Keonta. he had a great indoor season. I want I want to say out of nowhere because we've seen him have his moments before, but really stepped up even above what his career norm is and broke meet records and school records. So, is there anyone that maybe focus on that we are not thinking about that could break out in the outdoor season?
1: So, I would say if you, there's a couple different people in some areas. Um, that I think could really do something. When you look at Marquise Cade, he had gotten here, didn't quite have the indoor season at the national meet that he wanted to have. Um, So there's some redemption there, and I think you're going to see some big things as we get outdoors, more hurdle opportunities and some things there. Um, Our men's race race walk group, um, those three guys are
0: talented.
1: (laughs) Three All-Americans in that, in the indoor. They're very, very talented. There's going to be a couple opportunities for them to be able to walk. Um, When you talk about Pablo um, Pablo came to us from Spain, but he's a longer distance walker. The 3K is very challenging for him because it is a dead sprint, quite literally, for the way that he trains. Mm-hmm. So moving up to that 5K, I think it's going to be more of a comfort zone, still be a little faster than a 10K that you would do at home. But it's the energy system. You talk about aerobic energy system. It's going to be more in his wheelhouse. Um, you look at Elena Henderson. She had an almost a foot PR in the triple jump. Um, her goal is to go after the school record. Um, the school record's only five inches farther than she jumped this past weekend. Um, and then you've got some people who are really just coming into their own Jalen Knight. Is he really getting back to where she was a couple of seasons ago? Um, and so that'll be exciting to see. Uh, D. Edwards, uh, you know, as a freshman last year, he split 48 seconds. And he had an injury um, that prevented him to do what he wanted to do for the outdoor season last year and some of the indoor season, but he's healthy. Um, and then his best friend on the team is Trayvon Meadows, who's a redshirt freshman for us. And this guy's from Texas in the same neighborhood as him, and he's a very, very good 400 runner and 400 hurdler. Um, But as you go to the meets and say, you know, April 1st and 2nd, when you go watch us at a home meet, you're going to see a very full team. Mm. Every single event, you're going to see people contending for something above and beyond. Um, And that's going to be exciting to see. You know, in men's four-by-one. They went to nationals last year, and they were kind of a participant. We kind of knew it would be a stretch to be top eight. But to get one there for the second time in school history, exciting. We recruited some guys, you know, to come in here this year and really do something to help us improve that, to see if we can make it a podium finish eighth or better, you know, and know that we've never been on the podium on the men's side in a four-by-one. Can we do that? So there's a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening across the board. Um, And it'll it'll be cool to see starting – you know, next week or the week after when we just put some people on the track and see, starting with those good conference performances. um, And then we go to some big meets. You talk about going down to Texas and competing against some good Division II talent. Um, In the back of our mind, we've got to figure out how we get our race walkers to a big meet this spring, and we're behind the scenes in some works um, of getting them somewhere to be able to walk against some really good talent. And there's some things we've been working on that I wouldn't really talk about now, but we'll talk about a little bit later this season. those three guys to get out there which hopefully is out on the east coast um, for them to go do something special as well so I would say just be on the lookout to see again another well-rounded performance from the men's and women's team going in the outdoor season
0: all right well congrats Henry on a great indoor season the KCAC Indoor Track and Field Coach of the Year spectacular honor for you 18 All-Americans again at the NAIA meet two top 25 finishes A lot to look forward to for the outdoor season coming up. Thanks again for joining us today, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I look uh, forward to chatting with you guys later this
0: season. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have some outdoor stuff to talk about here pretty (laughs) soon. Pretty soon. It's going to be fun. All right, that was Head Coach Henry Brunn, KCAC Indoor Track and Field Coach of the Year. Just an incredible job, incredible indoor season. Um, And it was fun, Kayla. You were down there and helped cover it. It was a lot lot of fun to follow it and everybody going and – Seemed like it was a great time down there. Yeah, it was a really good experience. Yeah, it was. Two top 25 finishes to watch. It was a lot of busy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of busy, we got the NAIA basketball tournament here um, this weekend. Yeah, coming that's going to be exciting to see as well. Yeah, yeah. Friday and Saturday, um, noon and two, the first session, three and – or six and eight, the second session, and three and six on Saturday. Yep. So it's going to be a lot of fun baseball softball both on the road this weekend so we're not we're not gonna have they we've had them at home a lot so Mm -hmm. far this year they're gonna be on the road so that's pretty much it going on campus right now so next week we'll pick back up again and do you got anything else to add i don't think so (laughs) that's a lot isn't it (laughs) yeah it's a lot a lot going on recently absolutely it's fun so all right we thank you for joining us today on our episode we will be back again soon with a Another edition of our Talking With Friends podcast. We hope you have a great day. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon.